Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new podcast. I hope everyone is doing great, that you're happy, healthy, and hydrated. This is Rana, your favorite medical podcaster. And today we're back with a brand new topic. So this time we're going to be talking about something that I'm pretty excited to be um, covering, which is the cases I have seen during my journey in the general surgery ER department. So without further ado, let's get lost in the echo. So for starters, let me say that this experience was pretty extreme because I went from not, I haven't seen an ER before to being inside an OR and witnessing a lot of surgeries. So that's something I'm really proud of and really happy to have experienced. I want to thank all the doctors that were there. They were absolutely amazing and really helpful. And they have this really welcoming team that keep reminding you why you even started. So seeing them work with such passion and dedicating their life to save lives and leaving their families and not sleeping enough to do a good job in helping people is actually really wonderful to see. And it really motivated me to be one of them someday. Um, I'm actually kind of starting to consider um, surgery as a career path. So we're going to see about that. Coming back to our initial topic. So during this short but truly wonderful experience, I've had the chance to look at a lot of interesting cases. And one thing you have to know is in the general surgery department, in the ER specifically, um, you only get traumatic or non-traumatic abdominal pain. So if it's traumatic, it could be someone fell or got hit by a car or um, got into a fight or something. And if it's not traumatic, then the patient would come for um, excruciating pain in the abdomen. And in order to understand what I'm going to be talking about in this Uh, podcast we have to know a tiny little bit of anatomy so your abdomen is divided into nine regions or four quadrants the nine regions make like an exo chart you know like the game xo and if you get pain in any of these regions the pain can be translated And usually that's done by identifying the organs that are in that area. So let's say I have pain in my right iliac fossa, then that could be appendicitis because the appendix is located there. So you know what I mean? So we we sort of just try to look at the abdomen from inside and link the pain with the organs to know what's the cause. So what's been done to divide the abdomen is we get two vertical lines and two horizontal lines and we get nine sections. So going from top to bottom, right to left, we have the right hypochondriac region, the epigastric region, the left hypochondriac region, and under that the right lumbar region, the umbilical region where your belly button is, and this is the middle kind of centered region of the abdomen then the left lumbar region under that the right iliac region 
the hypogastric region, and finally, the left iliac region. Alright, so now we are done with the little anatomy reminder that you don't even care about, I know. Um, let's move on to the most common cases I've seen in the ER. First of all, we have appendicitis, and one of my favorite cases, and of course, fun for the doctor, not fun for the patient. So, what exactly is appendicitis? We all have something in our body called the appendix. Now, what is the appendix? A little bit under the beginning of our larger intestine, we have a little worm-shaped structure kind of sticking out called the appendix. And a lot of people think that this appendix is useless and has no role, but actually, studies have shown that it could be a place for our body to store certain healthy types of gut bacteria that could otherwise be altered or changed during intestinal illness or an overuse of antibiotics. And although this structure is pretty small, I mean, it's from 8 to 10 centimeters in length, if it gets inflamed, it could cause excruciating pain and and the patient would have to be rushed into the ER for an emergency surgery. The surgery is called appendectomy, so this is when the surgeon takes off the appendix completely out of the body to avoid something that is commonly known as an explosion of the appendix, but actually it's just perforation, so so a hole in the appendix uh, happens. And therefore, the feces would spill out of that hole and kind of spill into your whole abdominal cavity, which is going to cause something called peritonitis, which is our next case, by the way. So what is peritonitis? Another anatomy uh, reminder, we have something in our body called the peritoneum. You can think of it as a sheet that covers your abdominal organs. So it's kind of like a cover for your organs. And if this peritoneum gets inflamed, for example, by perforation of the appendix, the feces come out and inflame the peritoneum, we have peritonitis. And this is an extreme emergency, so also here the patient needs to be rushed into the ER before something bad happens. Now, you're going to be wondering, how do I identify peritonitis? Well, first of all, patient would have really bad belly pain or tenderness. So the abdomen is usually soft. Okay, so when you touch it, it's it's like marshmallow. But if it's not, like if it's if we have peritonitis, the abdomen would be like a piece of wood. It would be really hard to touch. And we have also fever, loss of appetite, uh, feeling really nauseous and bloated, feeling like we have a full abdomen as well. And something we commonly see in patients who have peritonitis is a very distended abdomen. And what I mean by distended abdomen is their belly, as commonly known, would be like 
bloated. It would be like a balloon. Kind of like they were pregnant, but they're not pregnant, you know? So it would be very large and round-shaped in a way. So knowing what peritonitis is makes you kind of anxious, I know. But next time you feel like you have um, pain in your right iliac region, it could be appendicitis. So you should go to the hospital just in case. Because if it does turn out to be appendicitis, well, at least you went there early and kind of didn't risk it becoming more serious and severe. Alright, so moving on to our next case, which is bowel obstruction, and this is also a severe and serious case. Now, what is a bowel obstruction? It's basically a serious problem that happens when something blocks your bowels. Could be your small or large intestine, doesn't matter. And I know it sounds really scary, but listen to the symptoms. You have constipation, you can't pass gas, you have a lack of appetite, nausea, or vomiting, and a hard swollen belly, and sometimes diarrhea with partial blockage. Now, what causes an obstruction? Well, this question has so so many answers and possibilities but the most common ones are sometimes part of your bowels may get twisted around each other so like this is called a volvulus another case is your intestine slides into another part of your intestine this causes a blockage or uh could be a hernia now I don't know if you know what a hernia is, but I'm explaining it anyway. And I'm talking about the abdominal type of hernia here. Um, it's when your intestines, I mean part of it, would slide through your abdominal wall. And this usually happens in locations of scars. For example, let's say you've had a surgery before and they left a scar in your abdominal wall. That scar could be a place where your intestine comes out or through natural weakness spots, um, which is between your abdominal muscles, your front ones, you have two, and they are separated by a white line. So this white line sometimes gets weak and opens up, so it leaves space for the intestines to come out. They can also slip through your umbilicus, also known as your belly button, because that's a weakness spot as well. And here it would be called an umbilical hernia. The other two types left of abdominal hernias are the inguinal hernia and crural hernia. So the inguinal one occurs above your inguinal ligament, and the femoral or crural one occurs under your inguinal ligament. And most of the time, hernias are not emergencies. They just require a scheduled surgery to kind of close the gap that the intestine is coming out of. But other than that, it's not really a danger or risk unless it causes intestinal obstruction. So, I guess we are done with our most common cases in the general surgery ER. 
I just wanted to add that in my short journey, I have had a chance to be in the OR and witnessed some surgeries. Three of them were appendicitis cases and honestly they were just so cool to watch and also looked kind of easy to achieve. And I've also seen a perforated intestine and a few occlusions here and there and it was honestly just so cool to watch. So I guess that's it for today. I hope this episode was beneficial for you guys and that you liked it. Stay tuned for more interesting medical topics and I'll see you next time. Bye!